Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. Hits of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about the urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live from a steamy Sydney Portier, Sunday morning, 13th of March. Um, just going to start off by saying, before we get into the uh, the rugby league chat, of which is plentiful, bountiful show, so much to talk about, so great to have the sport that we love back, is just apologies about the sound quality from last week's preview show. Jack flew up from Melbourne. Um, he met me in my office. We had good plans of picking the right room, but we just started drinking and, and the conversations flowed. So, we, you know, it's, it's all good uh, audio composers do. You just got to turn the mic on and um, and the sound wasn't great and I tried to fix it and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not an audio engineer. So if you do stick with it, it's actually, it's good stuff. And apologies for the quality, but I'm sure this hopefully will be back to near enough of our normal standard but as always coming to us live from melbourne victoria no longer the lockdown capital of australia we probably won't talk about lockdowns anymore one time hong kong rugby league thunderino and two times controversially act board member jack how's it going yeah very good very hurry uh nice to hear your voice again yeah it's funny you say that actually when you when we actually look back over the last couple of years uh legal counsel will be a good sort of uh time capsule of the absolute crap we've had to go through because of this bloody little cough. So, now nah, good to be part of it. I think, I mean, thinking March, March is, March is probably my, I'm going to say it's my favourite month of the year because I think for in terms of this part of the world of Victoria and and that the weather is perfect. You've got league starting. You've got a bit of cricket there as well. Um, in fact, this weekend's great for a, a league in Victoria because you don't actually have any VFL. So all pubs have no excuses showing the league. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's next week as well, but maybe they start next week. I don't know. But yeah, just a, I lo- love this uh, part of the year. When you when you go into a pub in Victoria, let's just say you were out last night, which I'm pretty sure you were, weren't you? You you're having a few skewies. Um, well, I suppose some because of that. Because um, Bullion Templestone Bullion's won the Dorothy McIntosh Shield. Uh, we flogged Doncaster, so a, a nice little premiership for the club. Beautiful. When you're out in a pub in Templestone, and last night and there's no VFL, what was the situation like with the TVs? Did you have to ask, or was it just naturally on the league's oh, so, now? So, our club's a bit different. It didn't have, it has TVs, but. I just couldn't be fucked with the Wi-Fi and stuff. So, look, I only I was only watching the Storm Tigers game on uh, on my phone. Like, but what I'm saying is, if I I'm, I think I'm have a few beers today with uh, Brown Trout. I mean, the world's our west in terms of puzzle. We can just walk in with our chest puffed out, going, "Put the Eels Tottenham's on, please." Oh, 
We've got that to look forward to. We've got a bit to look forward to this afternoon. We'll get to the Sunday games. But kicking off the season, it feels like because we had preseason on TV, kind of, you know, normally you just, oh shit, leads on. You know, in the middle of March, it creeps up on you because you don't take notice of any of the trials. But this year with the trials on and on TV, I think the hysteria amongst the league community was uh, was slightly more than normal, and there was a there was a real sort of anticipation towards the season more than other seasons. Do you think that's due to the the preseason being on TV? Uh, I don't know. I, I look, trials to me are trials, and I mean it's. You know, oh, I don't, I don't mean don't, anything. Don't get me wrong. I don't I mean anything. And I, and I, they're a weird concept in terms of televising them. But look, I mean, I'm happy for them to be televised. But you, you notice that I, I was watching Nico Hines like, lining up a kick at goal, and his jersey on it said, um, "You know, Cronulla Sharks NRL debut." Do you know what I mean? Like he's wore that jersey maybe I don't know how many times he played, one or two times, but it actually means nothing. Like he could, he could die. Uh, he could have died on Wednesday like Warney and mm. people would have thought Nico Hines had never played for the Sharks. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big trolls mean nothing. Um, and I think to the... To the... Actually, it's a good point. I mean, does the... the Oh, I think it does, mate. It does. If you look at the results this weekend, mm. it's showing they mean nothing. Of course, 0-1 and one or 1-0, one and zero, aren't they? Oh, are you saying, yeah, it's pretty much yeah. the inverse of the form? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oops. Storm bet Tigers and yeah. real football. Yeah. Well, Storm lost a trial game too. Um, on, to, on to the games. We, they, they kicked off the season with Panthers, uh, Panthers-Eagles. Did that tell you anything? Or are we, are we still in that zone of, I guess it's a little bit to do with the guys that say, fuck, we just had two trial wins. Look at us. Like, week one, let's throw it out. It means nothing, but we're going to try, among the, the, the league purists that we are, we're going to try and take some take something out of the uh, out of re- round one so far, the results today. Now, if you look at Panthers-Eagles, fuck. I mean, no Nathan. You expect, and most people just gravitate to right. Manly at the end of last year were, were quite unbelievable, breathtaking even with, with Tom. And no Nathan, who's, you know, he's a, probably a top five, top three player in the competition. You just sort of expect them to roll through them, didn't you? But the Panthers, um, even though they've lost some key members of their team, no Momorowski, no Naden, no Burton, and they obviously had no Nathan, you thought that's enough to kind of take out of their team. And, and the Eagles, as we talked about in the preview, they're pretty much the same team, but they have the nice addition of Bullimore, um, people starting to hit full health. They looked abysmal. Uh, yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, it's always one of those things. I mean, I don't think Penrith actually allowed them to get into their game. Um, I think Penrith, well, it probably surprised me on how they just didn't miss a beat from last year in terms of a lot of their relentlessness and dominating that field position. position, uh, position. Um, I, yeah, I just, their forward pack got dominated at the end of the day. That was the difference. And, you know, people like Jake, uh, uh, Jake Turbovich, mm-hmm. like they, you know, they got dominated, like, 
physically dominated and then your backline can't really do anything and then you can say oh turbo's a flat track bully and stuff like that but he had no platform to weave any magic do you know what I mean like, look I think there might be look I wouldn't as you say it's round one I won't really take a while to get into gear um but yeah Des has got some work to do and just that physicality up front but in saying that I mean the the Eagles aren't going to be the first team that's going to be absolutely destroyed through the middle by a uh, by the Panthers this year, you know, with that Ford pack just mm. really rolling on, you know. Jay, yo, just they will not. They're oh, you said it the other night. You said or you said they're relentless, and that's the word you got to give for Panthers Ford pack. Mm. Uh, the thing that I think Liam Martin's going to go to another level this year. He's just. I think the taste of nationals last year for him is going to take him to a, to another level where he becomes like like one of those first pick kangaroo back rowers every time, like your corn dinners of the world. Like he'll he'll just for maybe a three to four year period because I think the the wear and tear on a body of a second rower these days. I think they seem to sort of have shorter careers. Like think of a you know Tyson Frizzell was two to three years an incredible player. Now he's just a guy who's still not that old. But, you know, he's just a yeah. fringe. He's good, but he's not at that elite level. I feel like your yeah, elite so, level seasons so, for second row are, are shorter these years, these, this, this day. So you're a big Henry Harry. Is there a bit of a, a similarity in running backs? Because someone mm. told me that running backs have a very short yep. career. Yep. Um, but do you, do you notice there's running backs that are sort of hanging on, but they don't, like, you know, maybe a club picks them up, but they have, you definitely know their years, uh, their best years are behind them. Yeah, generally now it's like you have one big rookie contract and running backs, which will take you four or five years, and you might get a big extension. But no clubs, franchises, whatever they call them, will pay big money for them because they know that they can just get a guy off the scrap heap for a million bucks a year, which is nothing. It's like the minimum. And play a role if you've got a good offensive line. So they just come in, and, and, and running backs now have just been devalued so much. And I guess how many good second rowers do we have in the comp? It's so like when you play fantasy, it's like, don't worry about second row. There's fucking heaps of them. So I think maybe... It's a good, it's a good point. And they are, I mean, props are the battering rams of our game. But I guess, I don't know, they're just on the edges. They are probably a little bit more wiry because you want them sort of doing a bit more with the ball and they need to be a bit more better lateral movers. They're, they're potentially, I mean... Who are the second rowers for the kangaroos right now? If you're picking the kangaroo second rowers, oh, is, is Liam Martin the area? You got Kafusi. Um, who was the other uh, nationals for New South Wales? Murray, Crichton, oh, yeah. Martin. I mean, they're all from New South Wales, really, aren't they? You don't. Jake doesn't make it these days. Boyd Cordner. I feel like again. Leo, it's your um, example. Boyd Coyner was a phenomenal player, right? But you'll look back on his career and go, it wasn't that long. No. Nah, wasn't. Well, no, he got uh, Crichton. Crichton is a... Angus. I mean, Crichton, is Crichton like the archetypical modern-day second rower? He's not far off, is he? I think he's the perfect second rower. Mm-hmm. Angus. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think Angus and Liam Martin, you go into a game and you got, you, you got a lot of confidence. I was impressed with Kikau. Now, he's signed with the Canterbury side for next year. I was impressed with Kikau. But I did, my mind went back to last year. And remember how good Kikau was for the first four or five weeks last year? We, we were like, he's gone to an elite, an elite level. And then he really fell off a cliff. 
Um, so I'm not going to get too excited about Kakao. Um, the thing that surprised me most... Still got a prim ring. Yeah, he did. He got a ring. Um, that was. I think we'll look back at that Panthers team and, and we'll say, you know, it was a very, very good team. Even though they didn't... they, they Their starts in the last two seasons... I've barely lost any games, have they, in, in the regular season. But I did feel like, as, as we talked about last year, the Storm were the team to beat. And then they kind of petered out and the Panthers just gritted their way through the finals, got the win. Um, I thought the, the most alarming thing about Friday's game was how the Trebrovich, how, how the Manly, what the Manly game plan was, it just reminded me of under sixes. You know, when you come up against it, you go, oh, fuck, we've got this team. Um, I remember playing contact sport as a youngster um, and you'd know him well, Doug Tarsili. If you came against him, his whole team was terrible apart from him, but he could, be, he could just beat you because they got him the ball. That's what they're trying to do with Tabojevic. They just literally just went wide, wide, wide Tabojevic ball. They, they weren't trying to, you know, beat them through the middle, which they probably couldn't have, open them up and then Turbo gets, you know, really quality ball. It was pretty embarrassing game plan from Manly. I think they thought they could have walked over them because of no Nathan, but SOS did a, did a competent yeah, job. Look, let's be honest. You got DCE there. You got K4. I mean, K4 didn't actually play too badly. I thought Brad Parker was okay, but no, hang on. Go. Brad Parker got literally targeted in with every part of the Panthers' fucking fiber. They were targeting Brad Parker. They he, he was bad in defence, Brad. I thought he was okay. But anyway, but we can talk about all you want about the game plan and stuff like that. Rugby league is built around the game plan. Well, often, or most of the time, of dominating up the middle. It is. And, and they just can't, they couldn't compete. Like the Kippies of this world could not compete with the Fisher-Harris's hmm. uh, string them in the middle. So, hmm. look, Dez has got to go back to the drawing board. Look at his forward pack, and then when you're monstering sides in the middle, it's all about the uh, yeah. You can say, oh, they're just stronger and all that. Well, at NRL level, they're all pretty similar. It comes back, it comes to mindset. Do you know what I mean? And like you to go out there and just that word to be, you need to be relentless against the Panthers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And like you look at some of those other games we saw yesterday. Ah, oh, I'd be scared for Dragons and Warriors right. coming up against Panthers at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, golf and um, golf and where some teams are at now versus other teams. The good teams are just carrying over their form from last year. The teams that were average last year, you know, they need to work on so much and through the trial. It's just not enough time in the trials to get get clicking. And there was just the standard in the Dragons Warriors game yesterday was we'll get to that was so fucking terrible. Just really two very average teams. Um, I was going to say Olakawatu. He's got the makings of something. Like he could have some season, I think, when he gets when they, when they get rolling. He is enormous. Now I saw yeah, a little bit of him enormous. last year, but he could be something. Do you believe? Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I did like one, but again, he's uh, Dizzy's going to get. You know, you want to get three or four years out, two or three years out of him being like a destroyer type mm. second rower. You know. Yeah. Maybe not like, um, you know, Jake. Yeah, we've all got we've got you know the, all the Crichtons. The, there's a pace for both of them in our game, but you know, almost Lautini like, you know, yeah, is exactly who came to mind, and his career was short. That's why I think a Kikau type player. It's going to be interesting to see how long his career is. You know, those absolutely dominating second rows. 
Brown Jesus is this year is this the year of the Brown Jesus where he comes back he had a bad year last year but many people forget that he broke both hands and he was having an interesting introduction to Todd Payton where he was fucking around with his minutes was playing him through the middle was playing him on the edge so it wouldn't surprise me if I think Brown Jesus is different his body shape is different um, and he's built basically like Paul Gallant but slightly bigger isn't he that is shorter, more rotund. He doesn't have that wide-ranging look about him. He's an up-the-middle kind of guy. So wouldn't surprise me if Brown Jesus can can stick around for a little longer than perhaps some of the Lalitides of the world and Olika Artu could potentially fall in that um, fall in that boat as well. Um, Lewis, the guy that's tattooed on um, Dugan's leg. Who? Ray, Ray Lewis killed him, man. Killed him, man. That's up for conjecture, isn't it? So he was a running back, was he? How long was no, he was a defensive player. Oh, was he okay? Yeah. <laughs> He's on Dugan's leg. This, is the competition the same without Dukes this year? <laughs> it's better. Oh, like Sharks Dugan. Like Dragons Dugan was gross, but Sharks Dugan was fucking just rotten. Rotten to the core. He was just a different... Never has there been a player that was so different at the end of his career than at the start. Like yeah, the, the, someone, anyone who's out there, can someone put together a compilation of Headgear Dugan on um, YouTube? Headgear Raiders Dugan on YouTube, and I'll retweet it and and hopefully enjoy the fruits. There is no greater golf and excitement um, than what we saw with early Dugan and the Raiders, and then the Sharks Dugan where. He literally yeah, but you got touched. Dugan. Like two thousand, like let's say two thousand and I want to say two thousand nine, maybe two thousand no, but two thousand eleven to two thousand fourteen, fifteen. He was like one of the first male picked in the kangaroos. Oh, you're saying that was sharks do? Uh, sorry, that was dragons do. No, 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 that was part. That was po. That was where was he there? Ah. Shark, dra- sh- dragons. Yeah, so when he was at the Dragons, like even though he didn't really do that well, he was always picked for Australia. So it was almost him and Fergus. Yeah, Meninga just like, like I mean, he was a good player, right? He was just big, strong, and I always found that funny that his club form was like, uh, but he'd always, yeah, you know, Mel would pick him, and he'd go well for Australia, you know, in that system. Uh, who wouldn't? It's fucking the greatest system that's ever been, the Kangaroos. Um, any. Any sort of any other thoughts from the Panthers? SOS coming and catching and passing. People shouldn't get too excited about SOS. He'll do that. He'll give you a competent game. Again, it's on. I think I said it. I said you could, you could fucking um, Jeff Robson would look like Wally Lewis behind that Ford pack. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you know, it, it does. Ask, I mean, I'm not I'm not underrated. I'm not, this is not a slight at Cleary, but God, let's go see him again behind the Warriors Ford pack. You know, <laughs> we did for a fucking half whole season. It was rotten. Nathan Cleary. Sorry, sorry. I think about SOS. Yeah, but, but, but do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. fucking SOS didn't look far off like Nathan Cleary like, on Thursday night. So let's see Cleary by the Warriors fall back. Oh, oh, I'd love that. Um, I didn't really have too much to say about Raiders Sharks. I just wanted to say that, um, and I know he had a somewhat up and down game, but Nico Hines is going to be a great NRL player for for a long time. He's just got the class on him. And enough 
of what I saw last year, I was like willing to hold back judgment a little bit, um, given that he was in the storm system. I still prefer yep. him as a long-term player to Puppy, and I'm worried about little Puppy's head. Um, Puppy looked fucking good last night, but again, he's with us. He, oof, he's still, he's very fast, isn't he? Yeah, but on uh, my thoughts on Raiders Sharks would be, look, Raiders got the win in the end, and we got on them for that. I feel, though, uh, that I think the Sharks almost have got more to take. Oh, I'll be careful what I say here, but... More to build on. No, I don't think they've got more to build on. I do think they've got just a good balance with Spinnakane and um, and Nico Hines in there now. Um, they didn't play that well. I love that bench of the Sharks, of Royce. It's just... Well, they get a, if they're humming along. Um, and then, well done, uh, you know, Raiders, they hang in there. I think we forget about how good chance Nickel Cox start is. Sometimes, yeah, you know, I just uh, and uh, as I said, Matt Tamoko, I think he, sh- you know, I heard a couple of Aussie bogans go, "Who the fuck's look at this backline?" And I go, "Mate, you know, this James Schiller is you've never heard of him in that, but Tamoko will be a good first grader by the time he finishes up his career." So you talked about the Sharks um, bench, brutal. It's like, it's it's funny. It's like three beautiful big Islanders, Andrew Fafita, who I think's primed for a big, big, big season. Royce Hunt, who I'm going to put in the top five scariest cunts in the NRL. I'm also going to put Talakai in the same um, same group. And then just Aiden Tolman. So it's like a boy band, a big Polynesian boy band with that one white guy that sort of just hangs around and, and you know, he slowly yeah. starts to speak like them as well. Aiden Tolman. Yeah, then Aiden. Then, I mean, you might as well just start with Tolman so Braden can come on the bench and then you got Oh, oh that's like... Um, remember that um, purest form, was it? That New Zealand R&B kind of boys to men and they sang the Rainbow Zen theme song? Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Yeah. They had a little moment there in South Auckland. Yeah, it reminds me of that beautiful, um, beautiful soul. Yeah, look, I think the... The Sharks are just going to be a team that's going to be hanging around the eight. They didn't have they didn't have Fitzgibbon uh, there on Friday night too. Yeah, that's I, decent. That's a decent that, loss. That, that means something. Do you mean like absolutely? Oh, so well, they should be used to not having a coach. They had um, Josh Hannay and Josh Morris last year. Yeah, I know, and I see Josh Morris is south now. I mean, yeah. Anyway, round I'm, one. I'm worried about. This is what I'm worried about. For the Sharks, okay? I think they're going to be in a lot of close games. But what I'm worried about is, okay, they're probably, if you look at the potential error rate or bonehead plays, now you, your mind always goes to a couple of teams. We know one well. But they've got a lot of errors. Look at the back line here, okay? Moylan, Mulatalo, Ramian, Katoa, Ikevalu, Kennedy, and then off the bench for feeder. You've got a lot of guys that are going to make stupid errors and crucial errors, and it's going to negate the likes of Hines. Um, Braley, I thought, was pretty good as well. So I just think Cronulla yeah. are going to be in a lot of close games, and I'm not sure if they're going to win those close games. Yeah, good. I mean, that's a good point. I haven't really thought about it that way. I think um, but I, I feel as though, and maybe, I don't know where I'm getting this from, but I think Fitzgibbon's a good coach. And I Same. feel like... You just know. 10. When you know, you know. When, when yeah. you know. when your lead knows sniffing something out, like, you're very rarely wrong. Um, and a yes. coach like Kurt Fitzgibbon, he's been there waiting in the wings. 
and other guys that come through, you, you just believe it because I feel like good league coaches are so few and far between. When one comes along, they stick out like dogs' balls. Yeah, and I, sh- I was shocked the way they treated John Morris. I could never, I still probably don't get my head around it now. But then I'm thinking, they, the Sharks team wanted a clean slate, right? They wanted a clean slate of, like, what was it? About like round six or something last year, wasn't it? Um, and I was thinking, I thought to myself, why on earth wouldn't you just leave them? Like, you're not going to win the premiership this year. We all know that. But you probably could make the eight, whatever, and build some combinations. But they got rid of them so early. I just, I never got that. I thought they'd just play, like, give them the season, you know. But then I thought, oh, what if he does win a premiership and you've already signed Fitzgibbon? Like, mm. I, so it was a weird thing. But I, I'm starting to understand a bit more now. They, went, chip, they went chips in with um, Fitzgibbon. And I don't know. You, you feel like it was collateral damage that... Uh, because Morris, did he have a contract beyond that year? Uh, no, no. Okay. Right. He probably said, look, if you're going to high fits given, then fuck off. I'm not going to stick around. Yeah. Because he didn't get a fair chance. No, 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 he got, got booted. I know, but shot. he could have said to them, fuck. Like, oh, no, actually, no, he didn't. That's right. We covered this last year. He actually did want us to play out the season. He's, he, he wanted to play out the season, you know, because I think he wanted to finish out the season because I think on his coaching resume like mm. but his, his future he could have said oh well you know I had a Sharks team there you know yeah. I was an issue but I got them to the eight you know and yeah. I, he could have done yeah yeah what do you think of what do you think of the Broncos um so in my top eight I got them in my top eight last year when we did our, uh, last week when we did our preview mm. um and to be honest I a lot of the things that were um that I was thinking would come to fruition that would get them up there, I saw, you know, I saw, um, look, Kurt Capewell made a immeasurable difference. Um, and Souths were a little bit uh, all over the spot. But, like, then you got your Selwood Cobos, your boy Herbie Tharnworth, he improves every NRL game he plays. Mm-hmm. Like, Billy Wilders played all right. I mean, and that, they, they, they hung tough. They hung tough. And that, as a, a Broncos fan, it, you're turning up Friday nights at Lang Park. That's all you need, you know. And Reynolds comes into that side. I, I um, you know, they can turn, they've got some firepower. They've, they're the, the, they're a one, that one-town team. I mean, I, I thought the crowd could have been a little bit bigger. Um, but, yeah, it was just a, I, I don't really like saying this, but I want my league, I, I want Broncos to be almost strong. So that Friday night, that Friday night part of our week is the, you know, I remember when the going up, yeah, yeah, playing park was like the challenge. The I almost want that back again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they did it without uh, Reynolds, and I think Tessie knew who kind of took that fullback spot for his own at the end of last year. When knew uh, is... why? What's that? I don't. I, I, see, Tessie knew. I, I I think he's on the fringes of starting. Do you think? Yeah, because I mean, Osako, oh, we all know he's got the. He's, I was thinking he's very much Chris Down than you, but I think he he played well at fullback last on Friday night. But does, I mean, does, I think, new, does new come back and Osako goes to the wing and Oates is, Oates is gone? Well, it's incredible. But Oates is, I mean, again, Oates has got experience. Yeah, I mean, they've got a bit of. Uh, it's a good problem to have because there'll be some injuries there for Walters, won't there? How old do you reckon Corey Oates is? 29? 27. 
just turned 26. He must have debuted as an 18-year-old. He kind of did, didn't he? But he, he forever was always like, when's Corey Oates going to move into the second row? When's he going to do it? And he never did, did right. he? He never did. Uh, um, I think that Haas... Oh, Haas. Wow. Wow. Yeah, paint Haas. The Haas, Capewell, Carrigan, Ricky element yep. to the full pack is is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, and I I'm, I'm hashtag mute the season, so yeah, <laughs> I was I, I was uh, listening to some music while watching that, and um, yeah, it was a pleasure to watch Haas without the um, uh, without the commentary. And actually, one problem with mute the season is do you want to tell the listeners what mute the season is? The season, you started the hashtag with the season, but it's basically a uh, what's the word? A a movement, a movement to watch all the NRL without having to listen to the fucking stupid commentary. So you either mute it or you just put some music on in the background while watching without the commentary, which is great. I've been doing it for a couple of years actually, but I was thinking the other day that when you see something good and you know you want to text your, your league purists about it, you go, Oh, did you see? X do this and X mm. do that, you know, off the mm. ball or something. That when you're muting the when you're muting the season, you're like, oh shit, am I just like, Over-react. what am I worried about? Just repeat. No, I'm repeating the commentators. Well, do you I, know I, what I, think like, a, I think it's a good thing because it means that what you, I think, more often than not, yeah, it might be exactly what people were seeing, but that little time you're seeing something that other people aren't because you're concentrating and you're not being guided by the by the the worst set of my mute the season actually and I know you've been doing commentary for a while which I've dabbled with in the past my mute the season mainly is to do with the magazine style shows and the coverage like I can't listen to the talking heads anymore they're that bad even ones that I used to be okay with like Brandy she's turned into a whinging old cunt now I can't listen to Brandy somebody hates the Warriors too doesn't he where'd come from after we gave him that couple of years I know. Yeah, he doesn't have a soft enough spot for the Warriors that he should do. Anyone that was in the, the foundation team. Um, we'll rip through, yeah. I think I think Broncos will be will be pumped. Um, Rabbitohs, concerning, again, not, not concerning enough. You know, any team can go up and lose in Brisbane around one and, and you know, be fine. The Knights pumped the Roosters at the SCG. Rooster fan, I didn't see a lot of this. I saw parts. I saw Dom Young whistling away for a try. I saw Ponga and um, Clune, who looks like... I, I did like Clune last year for the Dragons. Um, yeah. He could be an okay little play there uh, in Newcastle to replace Mitchell. So Clune and Clifford. Interesting. Clifford's playing okay. Ponga pulling the strings. Um I feel like this is just a, a flash win for the Knights um, and a flash loss for the Roosters. I'm, I'm not going to read too much attention to it. What was the big yeah. hit on JWH? Someone was like, oh, that could be JWH done. I don't know, but somebody said, oh, he got smashed or something. Like, mm. you, know, you know, after this recording, I'm going to have to go and uh, watch the replay. I mean, I, again, because I was a cricket, I didn't see much of it. I sort of turned the phone on a bit until they see what was happening. Gee, it looked like a glorious day at SCG. It was a beautiful um, day. Beautiful day. Um, but yeah, just look, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to fool the listeners by pretending I watched it much of it, but, but at the end of a Warriors game, 
you always think that. I go, and I've done this before. I'm like, fuck. Imagine if I was just a Knights fan. Like, we're not a fucking good team, but at least they fucking too. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, let's do it. Warriors, I, I think I said it before. I I was particularly fucked off during the week where what I heard, and I know I'm muting the season, but my ears did prick up from time to time, and I read some articles, and I talked to people at the pub, and I had this nagging just, like, fuck off with this, like, these young talent um, dragons, the young talent dragons. Like, you, you put the young talent, the Amoni Sloan Ramsey, which is apparently the young talent. It's, it's who the fuck says they're talented? And I was like, well, the Warriors have got better young talent than that. Um, and so I was frustrated that people were talking the dragons up and the warriors down. But I, I did get into a number of arguments at the pub on Friday night, uh, Thursday night about it. It pisses me off even more that the warriors lost. But it wasn't that we got beaten by a well-oiled machine. We got beaten by a fucking average team that I don't think any team in the NRL would have beaten the warriors yesterday. We literally coughed the ball up in the most warrior of fashion. Um, so look, yes, we had one trial. Hasn't had the combinations. There was a period in the first, second half where I was like, "Well, fuck, we should go on to win this by sixteen points." After oh, that try, we then kicked yeah. the ball off. Ravalava dropped it. We were down there, and then Johnson tries to be a hero on the first tackle out. Um, let DWZ, who he has got the crown. Will you say that hero move? You start talking about that that loopy pass he sent on the, the first, yeah. But fuck that. Nah, I think. That, don't put that on Johnson. Fucking hell. That, it was DW. We're putting on DWZ for not catching it. DWZ catches that. We score. I, now, I, I, I don't like having a go at Johnson on that. Just fucking have a go at DWZ. Oh, I was moving on to DWZ. Is we have to come up with a gong for worst player in the NRL. Now, he is up there. He is genuinely up there with Jaden Okenbore. He's got great. He, he's not the least talented in the NRL, no. which is sad. He, he's just like I, this is what this is goes back to and, and it wasn't the coach's fault yesterday like Johnson kicking we were up by four down by four and Johnson kicking the ball in his own 20 I haven't seen that for I haven't seen that for years and not in that situation like it was just did you ever see that with him at the Sharks no like, nah. it's just that was unbelievable kicking it to a 19 year old centre um, who had to contest it with Ramsey to even get the ball. That was outrageous. And then they scored, and then we basically just, you know, fucked out. But look, yes. F- he never did that at the Sharks for three years. So what happens? He comes back to Warriors and thinks he can play. It's not even reggae. It's fucking scary. It's reckless. It was reckless. Um, it's like death metal. It's fucking death metal. Oh, well, you, you said this yesterday, right? Uh, sorry, no, you didn't. You said, you said it just before in the show. It's like rugby league is won by rolling up the middle and getting on the back of it. Well, there was, there was after 20 minutes, the last 20 minutes of the first half and the first 10 minutes of the second half, for a half an hour period, we destroyed them up the middle. It was like Curran, Bunty, Adam Fenua, Blake. They were just making 20 metres each time. Curran, he's a bolter for nationals. He is an incredible talent. Like, why are these guys so dumb? They can't see the game that- plan. That's on Johnson. And he, he Johnson was doing some brilliant things, but he needed to just scream at fucking the guys, right, pump them up the middle, 
slow, steady, just storm them. And, and it was the game was there to be um, won. After that last try that the Warriors scored, I was just looking at the Dragons and go, they they know they're fucked here. We had a huge wind at our back. It was just a calamity of, um, and we've got a few Dragons fans in our lives that got quite coy and quite um, cock-a-hoop with that win. I tell you what, there is no fucking way that the Dragons are going to compete this year. They're not good at all. Nah, I, I, I know. But I mean, it's just the last 10 years, or it's probably even lot that, that we've, I've, I've looked at a, at a game and we've got up by two and I'm like, let's just steamroll them out. You've yeah, got to And they just don't. It's just like, fuck, it's a mental. Yeah. And then to the fan, I'm going, yeah, we should just put 20 on them now. And they're like, oh, but it won't. It's the Warriors. It won't happen. It's I like, know. Well, we've been trained, like, it's Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? Like, we, we've we've been locked in a basement with Joseph Fritzl for, since 1995. And he gives us enough that, you know, we're like, okay, great, Joseph, do what you want with me. And then fucking treats us, turns around and treats us with the back of his hand. It's just, you can't explain it, but it's the cross that we have to bear. It's what we were put on this earth to do, support this fucking football team. And look, let's just take some positives out of it. There are some brilliant... There are some brilliant players there. They just need to get it together. And I, I, I don't want to overreact too much. The thing that fucks me the most, like you, is guys like DWZ doing the same shit that he's done for the last two years. He's just got to go. I know he's going to go. I, and, and the fucking... And in my mind, I'm going, fucking hell, he's... Is he? Yeah. No, he's not. Uh, but uh, is he? The, oh. Our current, like, Kiwi's captain, I'm like... Fucking hell, can I drop the current Kiwi's captain for first? What does that say about my national team? It was a circumstantial, he was a circumstantial captain for that tour and surprised the shit out of all of us. Yeah. Hmm? He never, he doesn't let the, he doesn't let you down the, the white V, but you gotta get, fuck, he's got his, his mind too much on uh, fucking watches or something. Get rid of him. And then, like, it doesn't, it happens once, maybe twice a season for me. I sit, literally sit back after loss and go, I could change teams right now. I could change, like, I no, can't really... You say that. Me. You like to shock us with that stuff, but, you know, you can't. I, I could just be so... My life would be so much... Easier. 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 Your life will be easier. But when the payoffs come, there's no there's no win like a Warrior win. You don't get the highs. Yes, you. it's more like a flat line, one of those... What are they? ECGs? When you have a... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know... Having a having a Roosters or a Storm or or that that kind of team, you have a nice flat ECG. But the Warriors are like they get in those like it's like a fucking earthquake. It's like a seismograph. No, no, no it's no. hard for the ticker. Let's be let's let's be real. Um, last thing on DWZ myself. I mean, I you prepare yourself, but it 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 doesn't make it easy on everyone else because you just your way of dealing with it is by saying how shit we are. We're going to lose every game. Yeah, we all have different coping mechanisms. True. Well, the last thing I'll say on DWZ is we're talking about one of the worst football sides ever in my lifetime, the Canary Banks and Bulldogs of the last couple of years. The fans were cheering when they got rid of DWZ. I know, I know. I I mean, you take Kim and Marley back at a fucking heartbeat, don't you? Yeah. They got too cute there. I was, you know, Cameron George is starting to fuck me off, actually, but I won't go to this show. Anyway, um, 
And then the last game last night, the storm got done by ACLs to non-contact ACLs to George Jennings and Christian Welsh. I feel sick for Christian Welsh. Probably my favourite league mind brain. Um, literally calls out PBL on Twitter. He's he's my rugby league hero. Actually, I love him. Um, <laughs> he his his Twitter stuff is fucking outstanding. He actually genuinely just tells you what he thinks and what he thinks of the game. He's he's just I love him. I hope you get well, Christian Welsh. Um, and we'll, we're going to so, if we can get your address, we'll send you a um, reggae football t shirt. Um, is that season? What's that? Season for him? Yeah. Fuck, that is heartbreaking. Yep. And George Jennings, who you know, if you if you're on a wing for, which brings us to my other point, and Brandon Smith out for um, he broke five his hand. Off. So that's a three to five weekers. I was so pissed off after the Warriors last night that I actually trolled the Storm Twitter account. They said, oh, cheese has got a broken hand. And I just responded, call him by his fucking name, you disrespectful cunts. <laughs> Thank me. Um, I, t- I, t- I, t- I took it down and just toned it down a bit. I said, call him by his fucking name, I think. Um, yeah. I took off the cunt thing. But um, the Storm... I think my favourite kinds of players are the guys that, are, you know, you think, oh, is he good? He's he's all right. And then every year he adds something to his game, grows in confidence, gets better and better and better to the point where he actually now is an out-and-out superstar. And he surprises me that he's this good. I still, there's a part of me that just wonders, is this going to just end soon? But Jerome Hughes was running the show without Munster there. Him and Puppy and no Brandon Smith. No Harry Grant. Unbelievable how good he is. How good he's become. Never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that Jerome Hughes would have become this good. I know. You sort of, sort of, yeah, I totally agree. You sort of pinch yourself and you're watching it. Hang on, is this Jerome Hughes uh, steering around the the best football side of the comp mm-hmm. um, sky that we knew from the, he couldn't get a start at Cowboys or Titans. We thought of him as a fullback. Like what the fuck did Bellamy see in him? And he's just, and he's just, I, I look, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. Um, he really is a, a, a pleasure to watch, isn't he? And I mean, I do look back at that semi last year, right? Where they lost to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Now, he tried as hard, and I mean, like, if you have a track, they'll probably say, oh, yeah, but Jack, you just couldn't bring Storm to yeah, mm-hmm. beat the Panthers. Fucking hell, that was like, it's just like, it was the Storm's worst game of the season, mm-hmm. right? Like, some, nothing goes right for you. Mm-hmm. Nothing went right. Jar nearly got through, scored a try, just about did it on his own back. Like, if I you remember, that, all I can remember from that game is I felt like Munster, you know, when you're trying too hard. Yeah, I know. Like he and um, did they bring back Puppy for that? They did, didn't they? Yeah, it was there. Yeah, was Nico starting or Puppy starting? I thought it was Nico starting, and but yeah, they, they nearly won. They they played their worst game and nearly won. Well, it, it is it's the bit you know that's the most impressive regular season we've had. The Panthers of the last two years, so we're talking an incredibly high bar. We've had the Roosters. But that storm last year, you, you've got to go back to some of our podcasts early last year. We were basically saying it's the best we've seen. Even What's better that? than the Cameron Smith era when they had Harry Grant and Brandon Smith going. Now, 
yes, it's gutting to lose Welsh, but that they won't that won't derail them. And Jennings will get replaced by our mate William Warbuck. Yeah, make me. Yeah, and then they'll they'll be what's, what do you call it? Next might up mentality. Trent Laurier. I mean, that, the classic storm. Um, is, is it mentality? And Tyran Wishart played 78 minutes at hooker last night. Wow. I'm looking forward to watching this when I get out of this. Yeah. Um, bit of chat that they might pick up um, who's who's leaving at the end of the season is Terry Sims to replace some of these injuries. Yeah. Um, they okay. also had, so they had no Grant Lewis, Jesse Bromwich and Cam Munster who were all suspended. So they had a lot. I mean, and Tigers threw a bit at them, but put it into perspective. It's half, as a half fit, sorry, a half strength, a three quarter strength storm side that lost three guys and they still came back on the back of just some supreme athletes. Oh, yeah. And did, did you watch much of it? Uh, bits and pieces. Yeah. Have you, really quickly, really quickly. What's that? You know, Xavier Coates, how, how well did Xavier Coates go? Oh, I saw him score a try. I can't say too much more. Um, have you seen the NRL season launch campaign? Uh, is it so... Unreal. It's unreal? Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Um, and it made me no, think... No, but, uh, no, but you've missed it because it's... Unreal is it's got N R and L in it. Yeah, I get that. But they're not right. They're not together. But no, they, do. they haven't. They haven't highlighted. They've highlighted U N in white and then real and green. If they wanted but, to make that point, they would have highlighted U N R and then L, which they haven't. Okay. I will. I would put my fucking life on the fact that Peter Villandi's handpicked that Unreal. I will fucking guarantee you. You reckon? I guarantee yeah. you. Ask one of our contacts who works at New South Wales Racing. Um, yeah. Do not do not name his name for the fear that he may, um, Valadis may stab him in his sleep. But um, I, I guarantee you, having had um, some experience with him in the past, that the, the, the campaign is so bad. Have you seen like, like for Toto, they go from Toto, Brian is real, but Bizza is unreal. Unreal NRL. Yeah. It, it's so fucking bad. And fuck, Tavali, one of our listeners, great listeners of the show, he wrote something the other day. And it's fucking so true. He goes, NRL, uh, like with, with the product we've got on the field, it just saves everything. What like this? You, it's it's so a fucking true. 60 year old bloody uh, project. It's yeah. fucked. Yeah. I don't know how we get away with it, but we get away with it because the fucking on the field it's such a good product you know we're still talking about it we're waking up this early to talk about our game I know I know um, to close out we're going to we're going to keep a record this year Jack of our Sunday of our Sunday tips and we're going to publish yep. them early uh, on Twitter this is going to be very early Eels Titans um, at Seabus Super Is it uh, Super? Actually, let me just check. Yeah, it is. Is it? Or maybe it's Combank. No, it's Combank. My apologies. Yeah, gee. What about the shit crowd last night? There's something going on there. Like, we should... People should be gagging for their live league. People, oh, anyway, let's, people, league is not a live sport, Jack. I know, but... It's just not... You're I'm, built different, mate. You're built different. Maybe I am. But 
You and Stu Pierce, you build different. You're live leagueies. I'm a, I'm a get me in front of a TV man or a pub. Oh look, I don't, I don't mind that either. But I, you know, I, I, and I have to make it a, oh, yeah, I have to make an event out of it. Yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, surely it's gonna my my yeah, my virtual crowds has to come. I watched the game sober last night. I didn't have one drink yesterday, and I think the come down off a loss is is much easier to grasp. When, when you're sober and clarity of thought. I'm just going to mentally just lock that away and, and come back to it later in the season. Obviously, there's pub games that are unavoidable or, you know, different times, but Saturday afternoon, 5, 5.30, I didn't have a drink for the Warriors game, had a water, I had a couple of um, saucies that was from the barbie and just went upstairs and, and locked myself away for the game. Um, I'm, I'm, I think it was the right thing to do <laughs> Because if I had a few beers, would have been fun. would have been fun to be in my family. So today's games, Combank Stadium. Now, I I hated the Eels for so many years, but they won me over in that semi final versus the Panthers. I still think they were really hard done by. Um, I like the Eels. Now I don't mind the Titans. They're going to be in that seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh conversation. Um. I don't like the fact that they've moved Brimson to six and Jaden Campbell at one. I think that's too too early. And at the end of the day, they've got a spine of Aaron Clark, Toby Sexton, AJ Brimson, and Jaden Campbell. I just I just don't. It doesn't get me when if you compare to the para spine of Marnie, Moses, Brown, and Gutho. They're just a combination that no, like the Eels have been together for a long time. I think this is a team that could potentially win a premiership. And I like them. I like the Eels. Yep. And I think they win by 16 today. Yep. I think double digits for sure. This is my my feel safe bet of the week. Townsville, Cowboys at home. Um, both teams dollar eighty. Wow. I know. I know the Cowboys lost 10 straight last year one stage. I know they've got a... Oh, God. They've got a spine of Robson, Towson, Deirdre, Tibai, Fido. It's not a good team. It's not a good team. Versus the Dogs, Marshall King, Avarillo, Burton, Duftow. <laughs> I like the tie. I like going for the home team, the Cowboys. Yeah, you mad, Lukey? Yeah. Who's this? Who's this Nanai? Who's Jeremiah Nanai? Uh, Kiwi bloke for Cowboys. Nice, playing twelve, starting twelve. Brown Jesus in the thirteen jersey. Let's let's go. Uh, you'll be, yeah, I reckon you have a full house at the castle. Yeah, very close. Yeah, interesting. What we'll get to see is we'll get to see Dufty. Adokar, Naden, Burns, Burton, uh, Vaughan, lots of new players. TBJ. Yeah, interesting. I, I think I just look have a pump today because anything can happen. I like the Cowboys at home. I like the Eels. I'm going to throw them in a multi. How about you? Cowboys. Um, Cowboys are just... It's, pure, it's, purely, it's the home team. purely home team. It's gonna, 
It's going to be a dog tucker game though, mm. but it'll be quite interesting, especially for a neutral. Can you answer my question? Why did the Dragons and Warriors play at the Sunshine Coast Stadium? Why aren't they playing at Morton Daly, which is where uh, it's based? Yeah, I don't know they're based, but I mean, again, look, I'm not making excuses, but fucking hell, this is the third year of this shit. Unbelievable. So I think the last time the Warriors, so I think it's almost going to be a thousand days. Well, I was actually thinking about this the other day. There's going to be some players that play, like, it'll be a trivia question, I'm sure. There might be some players for the Warriors. Who played 50 games but never played at home. Or people that played Warriors have never been to New Zealand. Well, you could go Baby Ceremon, Matt Lodge, Adam Fanoa. I'm sure they would have went to New Zealand. Rich hasn't. Wow. But, I mean, wow. Wow. He will one day. I'm sure he'll travel there for a test match or something. But that's fucked. Anyway, it's just... It would... Yep, it's fucked. We're not going to go any further than that. Um, I'm going to just going to give you a quick taste of Thursday night, Jack. Um, oh, where is it? But are we even are we ever going to go back? Like, at this stage, it's almost like... Uh, what we are. We are. It's been confirmed. But no, we are. But it's like, well, why the fuck are we not going back now? Uh, Logistics, I'll give you that. Logistics. Let's just go quickly. We're going to look at the the pub game Storm Rabbitohs at Amy. Yep. Wow. I'll be there, babe. No, that's not the pub game. That's Thursday night. Sorry, pub game Dragons Panthers. Wow. (laughs) That's going to make you find out how shit your team is then. And then, Sydney Cricket Ground. Uh. If it was a a good ground, this one of these teams is going to be 0-2. Roosters, Manly. Manly, I reckon. Oh, I don't know. Warriors go to Seabus Super Stadium. On Saturday at 3pm? Yeah. We win that game. We always win the Seabus games. Yeah, let's... Oh, I, I'm going to with, with, withhold... I put my neck on the line for the Warriors. I'm actually cheering on the... Even though I picked the Eels, I'm cheering the Titans on to win. I know why. Help us for the Seabus Agree. Game. Nice. All right, that's show one for the week. We will be back every Sunday morning for the rest of the season. And sometimes we'll miss shows and sometimes we'll cop abuse, but that's just the way it goes. Got to love your league. Got to love your league. If he leaves me now It takes away the biggest part of me